0: Right to be read podcast episode number 67 interview with Derek Murphy you are listening to the right to be read podcast and this is your host Annie Alexander hello everyone and welcome to the right to be read podcast the podcast that inspires and encourages writers I'm your host Annie Alexander and as always thank you very much for listening to the show Before we start, I would like to remind you that my podcast is sponsored by the Author Marketing Institute. And AMI's next event is live right now. And it's uh, called Author Marketing Live. And it's a virtual conference which starts today. This means that you can attend from your home or office and see all the presentations via your computer or tablet. So you can still grab a seat today and watch the replays to learn from bestsellers like Steve Scott, Jyle Com, Louis Hoes, and Peter Shankman and more. You can grab the ticket to the event for only $99 if you use the coupon code ANI during the checkout. So just visit www.authormarketinglive.com to register and enjoy $49 discount. Well, and now uh, let's go to the show. And today I have another interview, which this time is very special because we haven't covered too much about this topic. This time we will be talking about book covers. My today's guest is Derek Murphy. Derek has worked with hundreds of best-selling authors and thought leaders to develop book covers that complement their vision, stand out, get noticed, and attract new readers. His insights into book cover design will put you on the path towards a well-designed book that markets itself. Hello, Derek, and welcome to the Right to Be Read podcast. Thanks a lot for taking the time and coming over. Sure. Thanks for having me on. Uh Derek do you I mean uh, once I I read this intro I kind of you know uh, wanted to to find out do you really think that a book good book design will really uh, make a book that will market itself do you think that's sufficient enough um
1: to a to a big extent I mean it isn't completely it depends where you put the book because if you're just putting it on Amazon and um, nobody's going to see the book cover if you're down in like the millions. But if you put it on places where if you're putting it in front of the right readers, then the book cover is enough to get their attention and for them to find out more about the book.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think
1: it can be and um, it can be all you need. If you have a good book and you have a good book cover and you put it in front of readers, then you shouldn't have to do. Other marketing.
0: Okay, I see. Well maybe we can start from the very beginning. Maybe you can tell us how did you end up in this industry and why did it attract you? Because I know that you've been doing different things before. So maybe you could tell your story briefly. Okay.
1: Um I was I wanted to be a writer first. So I was trying to write fiction and nonfiction and then I finally put out a nonfiction book and I designed my own cover. Um, It was my first self-published book, so it didn't do very well. And my first cover that I made for that book wasn't very good. Um, But then I went back to school to get my master's in literature. And I started, I was doing fine arts. So I studied oil painting in Florence for a while. And then I was in Malta studying my bachelor's. I moved to Taiwan to get my master's in literature. And I started an editing company. So I was editing books for writers and I worked with a lot of authors. And because I had a background in design, I started making free book covers for all of my editing clients. And um, after I'd done that for a while, there started to be a demand and people would seek me out and ask if I could do their covers. And so for the last three years, um, I just, I've just i just been focusing on covers and my business has grown quite a bit. There's such a huge demand because everybody knows if they're self-publishing, they know the cover is an important piece of, of their publishing package. Mm-hmm. So they know they need a cover, but they don't really know how much to pay or where to get it, or they don't know what's important. Um, so I, I think my business has grown so quickly because I focus on designing covers that'll sell the book and not just making covers. Like I don't let authors just tell me what to make because the authors usually don't know they don't know what they should have on the cover. They have their ideas of what they want, but it's usually not the right idea and it usually won't sell the book. So because I know better than the author what they need to have on the cover to sell their book, and um, I've proven that with a lot of... Um, I do a lot of case studies. I do a lot of free makeovers and I I give away a lot of free covers. And I like to track, you know, they had this cover before and I made them a new one. Did I double sales? Did I triple sales? I like to keep track of the the figures so that I know... How much of an impact my covers make, and I think a lot of there aren't very many book cover designers that are really that focused on the on the figures and the details.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because usually once they sell the cover, they kind of you know forget about the writer, don't go into too much detail until they see it. In case it becomes uh, very popular, I guess. Right. Well, uh, does does it mean, this mean that uh, since you are concentrated on covers right now, you don't write anymore? Um,
1: I wish I could concentrate on covers less and be writing more because I, I'm really excited to start putting out my own fiction. I haven't published any novels yet, but I have 20 planned out and I've already made the covers for all the novels I plan to write. I just haven't had the time. I mean, writing a novel is uh, it's challenging. It takes a lot of work yeah and so I, I'm excited about it and I'm working on things, but I haven't actually finished a fiction yet, but I plan to this year um but I put out a lot of nonfiction because nonfiction is pretty easy for me, so I put out five books in the last year
0: and is it about book marketing? yeah
1: mostly book marketing. I've started to put out some more fun stuff um i did I did some stuff on like book marketing and book cover design and publishing, but now I'm I just put out one about productivity that's called How to Stop Time and then mm-hmm. I'm doing one about confidence which is uh How to Succeed at Everything on the First Try and it's mostly just kind of over the top really fun mostly for the covers I make really fun covers and then I just try to write the books to live up to those covers
0: Mhm okay interesting so you're you're kind of you know going from from the other end starting from the other end
1: <laughs> Yeah which is interesting because um my covers at this point I'm much better at covers than I am as a writer. So the last book I put out, the cover is great. And the problem with having a great cover is you'll raise reader expectations really high. And if you don't, I mean, my book was okay, but it wasn't it wasn't as good as the cover was. So my reviews are pretty negative because people expect much more based on the cover and then they're disappointed with the content. So I need to, I'm rewriting that book to put in more content so that the the expectations aren't so high or or so they aren't so disappointed once they get reading it's kind of an interesting thing because of course you want the best cover but on the other hand you really have to set reader expectations and if you have for example if you have a really ugly cover and people read it anyway and they're really surprised by how great the book is those people are going to leave much more positive reviews and they're going to tell their friends about it because they feel like they've discovered something you know they they took a chance on an ugly book cover and they were surprised that it was such a great book, and then they'll really be excited about helping you share it because they know that you're kind of a struggling author. Whereas if you start off with a brilliant cover and then you have a not-great book, people will be harder on you and they'll be disappointed and they'll leave negative reviews. So the 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 kind of reviews that you get, it really, it's all related to the cover. It's just that... um. You need, a, you need a cover that matches the content of the book. You have to set the reader expectations properly. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. So do you um, what are you getting when you're preparing the covers? Are you getting the synopsis of the book so you know what it's about? And based on that, you decide what to prepare? Or how does the process work?
1: Yeah, just the synopsis. Um, it's if I get stuck or if it's not coming together sometimes I'll read it and if I read the book sometimes it'll help me to just get the really perfect cover but a lot of the time because I know that if I when you're selling a book to readers they haven't read the book yet you don't want to say too much about what's inside the book that only people who have read the book are going to get because the people who haven't read the book yet or they haven't even read the description the cover still has to work for them it still has to attract them and so I'm, I'm kind of I don't want to read the book starting off because then maybe the author and I will make a cover that we feel represents the book, but it won't work for the people who haven't read the book yet. Mm-hmm. So usually just the synopsis. And um, yeah, I mean, it's really, I say all the time, it doesn't really matter if it matches the details of the book precisely because author, I mean, readers, they haven't read the book yet anyway. They don't know. And by the time they've read the book, they're not going to care about the cover anymore. Mm-hmm. They just care about the writing So, I mean, the cover just has to get them in the book and to get them to start the story. But having a, like, if you have to choose between a cover that um, matches the details perfectly and a cover that's just a a beautiful picture, you always want to choose the strongest picture and not the, the one that matches the details.
0: Uh huh. I I agree. So, uh, you mentioned that you self published, uh, your first book and it didn't do very well because it was your first self published book. So, what do you think you did uh, wrong back then? Because that's, uh, I think, it's a common situation for many new writers. Well,
1: part of it. Uh, well, I started and I had no platform, so I didn't have a blog. I didn't have any connections, so that was part of it. But the other part was I, I designed my own cover and I. I I spent like probably 3 months on it. I painted a painting and then I took pictures of the painting and then I I put in, you know, astrological symbols. There was so much meaning packed into that cover, but it wasn't a very good cover actually. And I the problem with designing your own cover is that you spend a long time on it and you get it perfect and you love it and you really if even if it's not very good and people tell you, you know, it's ugly, you you just you care so much because you spend so much time on it. And that's the danger of designing your own. Um, So I made that mistake. It just, it was an ugly cover. And then I redid it. I made a better cover, you know, and over the years I learned and um, I republished that book with a really awesome cover and I rebranded it. And then it did pretty well. Um, but that was it, several years later.
0: Mhm. Well, I agree actually. I had that experience myself. My very first novel which I had uh had quite blank and unattractive cover in the beginning and just by changing the cover I saw extremely different results immediately. So it, you know, I can testify that the cover itself makes a tremendous difference because I didn't change anything else but the cover. So, yes, agree. And uh, so what do you think in that case is important in book covers? Because I know that um, the problem with the writers is when we are writing the book, especially a fiction book, we kind of uh, approximately imagine how the cover will look. And, and that imagination it has absolutely nothing to do with the marketing uh, goals and, you know, the way People who have not re- read the book perceive it. Uh, but at the same time, when uh, many writers, when they are getting covers from the designers, the cover drafts, etc., they start kind of, you know, arguing back and asking for some changes. So w- how are you dealing with this situations usually?
1: It's hard. Um, I've gotten better. I think when I started, I gave the clients what they wanted. And it's kind of disappointing. One of my earliest book covers, um, it was a very decent post apocalyptic book and I worked with the author and I made them what they wanted and they loved it and they they brought me a great review they were so excited it was perfect they were, you know they wanted a girl who looked like this on a bicycle in the rain because authors are always they're thinking in scenes so they're thinking about their characters and their scenes mm-hmm. and getting it just right um I found out later that was one of my first covers it it, it was okay but it wasn't great that same book Now they got a new cover by a different designer and it's a bestseller and they have like 2000 reviews on Amazon or something. It's done really well. But um, my cover, I made them what they wanted and then they got it from somebody else who just made them a good post-apocalyptic cover and post-apocalyptic covers. They all look kind of the same. They have a character from the back and they have kind of some fog and they have a city scene in the background and, and they're simple. Um, These days, now that I know what I'm doing, I just tell people what's not going to work and clients will come to me with an idea and I'll say, that's not a good idea, that's not going to work. And because people trust me, because I, I've built up a reputation and a platform, so people know that I know what I'm doing um, and I've just, I've just taken a stand. So I don't need the clients, I don't need to make the money with book cover design, so I don't have to make a cover that clients want. Because I also know long term, I mean, neither the client or I is going to be happy if, covered, if their book doesn't sell. And all that really matters is the sales. So even if they think they love the cover and I make them what they want, they're going to be disappointed later when they, when the book doesn't sell. So Mm -hmm. I just start off, I mean, and for my business, I want a cover that's going to be a bestseller because more people will find out about me and they'll see my cover designs if the book does well. So, um, I just, I mean, it's its always a give and take. It's always a process. And unfortunately, you know, an author might say, I want this. And I'll say, this is the cover that's going to work. This is the cover that's going to sell the best. Most, maybe 50% of my clients don't choose the cover that I recommend because they still choose the one that they that they like. And that's a mistake, but I can't, you know, I can't force them to use the one that I think will sell the best I just do my best to to guide them and to teach them but it's it's their decision and they're paying mm-hmm. so it's I mean unfortunately you know I wish all my clients got the best covers and that's probably not true because clients choose what they like
0: Hmm. interesting well I just want to to go back to the topic as you mentioned like you know uh, genre covers they kind of look similar and it it kind of uh, helps the readers on Amazon understand and immediately recognize what genre this book is about. Uh, But um, how do you see this balance between having a genre cover, which will show immediately what uh, type of book it is, versus having something original, which kind of illustrates something completely different and attracts it uh, that way? I mean, what's the balance or or, or one should just stick to uh, a typical standard covers?
1: Uh, you should stick to typical standard covers. And that's almost always true. Um, it's interesting because everybody thinks that's not true. And I've I've written some articles last year about cliche covers, because there's a lot of articles coming out about book cover cliches and how you don't want to use stock photography because your book cover is going to look just like everybody else's. But readers aren't looking for original book covers that are not what they're expecting because they're not going to spend any time looking at your book cover. They're not going to consider the artistic merit or think about what you're trying to say. They're not going to spend any time thinking about your book cover. It's either going to communicate the genre right away and catch their interest or it's not. And then you've lost them. They're already gone. So, I mean, you want, basically you want your book to look like it fits into the genre. So it should kind of look like the best 25 bestsellers in the, in the genre. But it should be better than all those other covers. So you got to look at like the colors that they use, the fonts that they use, um, the way that it's laid out, the scene. You don't want something new and different unless you're already a best-selling, famous author who has a platform. Because if you, if you're already famous, you can do whatever you want on your book cover, and people expect you to do something different and creative and interesting. But if you don't have a platform and you, you're not famous, you can't take those kind of creative risks and hope that people will spend the time to appreciate your interest in cover because they won't. Nobody's going to spend the time. They're going to look at it and it either immediately tells them what genre it fits into or they're gone.
0: Well, in that case, um, that makes me think, I mean, will pre-made covers work? And is it enough not to pay too much for custom covers in that case? You just choose from the genre available pre-made covers and and you're kind of uh, covered?
1: Yeah, I've seen a lot of pre-made covers that are pretty good. I mean, for most of the sites selling pre-made covers, they're kind of, they're intermediate, they're mediocre covers, but they're better than what most indie authors make by themselves. Because mm-hmm. they're they're good enough. They're, I mean, they're not bad. And they can cost, you know, between 20 and 100 bucks usually. And I, for for a lot of books, it'll work. If you find a nice one that fits your story, it'll probably be better than what you can make by yourself. And so that's a danger because when you make it by yourself, it could be really ugly. Mm-hmm. And so at least, you know, you're getting something that's pretty good. It's not going to be incredible, maybe. Uh, maybe it won't be as perfect but in a lot of cases it's it's okay
0: okay yeah uh, because um uh, i mean when, when i'm looking at uh, amazon for example i mean not the best sellers but like the average books i have a feeling that the pre-made covers kind of uh, work quite okay for that as well and very often if the custom cover designer is not a very good one then you end up with almost the same thing anyway right
1: yeah and. Um, a lot of, I mean, like when I was starting out, when I, when I was doing my first like 20 or 30 covers, I wasn't that good. Um, and I see designers starting now who are about as good as I was three or four years ago. And, you know, they charge a hundred bucks or 200 bucks and they're really just learning. So they might get lucky and do a pretty good cover, but I've seen some, I've seen some really bad covers from designers. So, in those cases, it's, you might as well get a pre-made cover that's going to look better. And usually the thing that happens is the, the designers who don't have as much experience when they're just starting out, they're the ones who are going to listen to the author. So what's really happening is if you're paying one or $200 for a designer, you're probably telling the designer what to make and he's listening to you because he doesn't have the experience to tell you that's a bad idea. And that's why those covers are so ugly and that's not what you want. So if you, if you go into this design relationship and you tell the designer exactly what you want and he does it for you, that's an indication that it's not a very strong cover. So you really need to find a designer who's gonna, you know, you tell them the idea and they give you samples, but you've got to give the designer more freedom to To get it right, rather than to just listen to you and do what
0: you want. Yeah, well, it, in your case, I have a feeling that besides the design, um, since you've been researching so much and have uh, self-publishing knowledge, you you kind of um, provide them like I don't know how to, how to um, to put this into an expression, but you're giving like a cover plus marketing advice or something like that. Uh, yep. which which many other designers don't so uh here there is i mean i can see the added value of paying more because here you're getting also the the expertise and the knowledge and the experience of getting a cover which will sell at a minimum level let's say
1: that's true i've got to um i've written a couple of books mostly just because then i can say Go read my books, or you know, I can just send them my the PDFs because what what usually happens is I make the book cover, but then they need help with the formatting and they need help building their website, they need help uploading to Amazon, which category should I choose? What should my subtitle be? Um so when I make a book cover, I really am entering into this kind of coaching position where I completely help them publish their book. And that's okay, but I would like to be doing less of it because I spend a lot of my time kind of helping clients to publish their books. And I'd rather just, I mean, I don't want to say like, I want to make the cover and be done, but I appreciate how designers who make pre-made covers, they're just selling the pre-made cover Mm -hmm. and they sell it and that's it. And they're done. Whereas my relationships with authors, they usually last like minimum three months because it takes a long time to design the cover and then get the formatting and then design the print cover and then upload all the files and decide you know, how your book launch is going to be organized. And it's, a long-term, it's a long-term relationship. But that's, I think, probably why I've been building so many resources. Um, on top of just not only the books, but I've built a whole bunch of websites to help authors do a lot of the things that they need to know how to do, because then I can say... You know, go to this website, use this tool. I have a, a, like free ebook converters and free book formatting templates um, because that way it's it's less time that I need to give the author because I have these resources already
0: ready to go oh that's that's very neat and very useful because that's true especially for a writer who's doing this for the first time he he always needs those those kind of you know assistance because uh, for the first time many people get lost and overwhelmed by the information so templates and resources like that are extremely useful for newbie writers and well since we used kind of you know these vague terms of good book cover and bad book cover and things like right. that uh, can you define like what makes a book cover a good one or uh, you know successful since you can sense whether this book cover will sell the book or not which are the components one should uh, look at and how to identify the book cover from the bad one uh-huh. um,
1: good book covers the important things are that it's one scene So you don't have a collage, you don't have a whole bunch of things crammed together or characters that are kind of crammed on top of a scene. It's got to be one piece of art. So even if you're photoshopping pictures together, usually you have some characters or one character and then a foreground and a background, but it should look like you're naturally looking at this scene. And um, one of the ways to do that, even if you take different photos and kind of blend them together, you need to put a color wash over the top. And that's an easy way to tell an amateur book cover is that they just take the photos and it's just natural colors. So you have a whole bunch of different colors. Um, and a professional book cover, it'll have a tone. So it'll you'll put like a wash of blue or yellow or a gradient so that it's, it's colorful, but it's kind of um, like there's a, a screen of color in front of the pictures. Mm-hmm. And that's something you'll see. Whereas an amateur book cover, it'll just be pictures with whatever natural colors they have. And it's just, it's too much, too natural. Um, The thing that makes a book cover work is hooking emotion and an emotional reaction immediately. And you can do that with color, but you can't do it with like just a picture because a picture doesn't have any innate emotion. But if you put a wash of like light blue or red over it, you know, just having that solid color tone um, can Designate the genre or the, the reaction. Um, but the other thing, besides that, the fonts and the way you put the fonts. Um, a good book cover designer, you'll put the text and the font so that there's natural contrast with the image, so that it fits into the image, but it stands out. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need a drop shadow. What amateurs will do is they'll put the text over and then they'll sh- they'll say. Um, because a normal picture, it's got some light patches and some dark patches. And if you put the text on top, in some places, the text isn't going to be readable. So they'll put a bevel. A bevel is like a 3D effect on the text. Mm -hmm. And then they'll put a really heavy drop shadow behind the text. And that looks pretty bad. And very few professional designers will do that. Professional designers always have... The cover will look kind of flat and the text will be like it fits into the background but you won't be able to see a drop shadow or a 3D text. Um, it's very rarely used. But amateurs, because they don't know what they're doing, that's the way that they make the text stand out because they don't have that natural contrast.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, since you mentioned the colors, are there any um, genre-specific uh, popular colors that one should use? Like, I don't know, red with the horror or, or things like that. Are there yep, any standards? red with horror.
1: Um, You can actually just look, basically, every genre promises an emotional reaction. So if you're reading a thriller or a horror, you're expecting to be scared or excited or nervous. Those are the emotions you want to feel when you read that type of a book. And like romance, you want to feel uplifted in love. Um, If you look at just basic psychology of colors... Like, if you look for... uh, There's a lot of articles on uh, painting rooms of a house a certain color. Like, they paint the rooms of a shopping mall a certain color because colors influence mood. Um, Yellow makes you happy. Blue makes you kind of calm and peaceful. Pink makes you in love and kind. Um, Red will make you kind of scared and warning. So, for example, even if you... um, Red makes you more alert. So, if if you have to edit a book... And you set your desktop background color to red, it'll make you on edge and kind of nervous, but it'll make you more focused. so you'll catch more mistakes when you're editing. whereas oh, blue, blue or green will kind of make you feel relaxed. so your creativity in the, the hemispheres of your brain will will be more in flow. So you'll be able to kind of do that lateral thinking more. So that kind of um, color just there's a lot of, there's a lot of studies that show colors have certain effects on our mood. And that's basically what what co- colors for genres are. Every genre has a emotion that promises, and you read that type of book to feel the emotion. So you want the book cover to have those colors.
0: Uh huh. Wow, very interesting. And what do you think about the synergy between the book cover and the title and what the title means? Um, because sometimes, uh, I mean, I've seen covers which kind of you know, if you haven't read read the book the title and the cover and what what is on the cover don't really fit together you kind of get confused a bit so uh, what is it about the what the title means and what you see on the cover i'm
1: not sure i know how to answer that um basically every part of your book cover should be giving a, a necessary piece of information um so the title like for example if it's a vampire romance novel if you don't have vampire romance novel in the title of your book, then it needs to be obvious from the art that it's a vampire romance novel. Uh So you'll have a picture of a vampire or a vampire in love because you have to get that information from the art. If the title is maybe something like, you know, the tree in the park or something that doesn't have anything to do with vampires. um, But if the art doesn't show you what the book is about and the title doesn't, then you need to have a subtitle or a tagline that says a vampire romance novel Because somewhere in that cover, you need to present the right information. So it's kind of, um, I don't think, you can also, um, you don't need to say, you know, the title of the book is A Vampire in Love and this is a vampire romance novel. And you also have a picture of a vampire because then that's too much. Mm -hmm. You just need kind of all together, you get the right information.
0: Mm Mm-hmm yeah I see well what do you think i mean my e- impression with amazon, for example, is that when when a reader goes to amazon to to purchase a book. Uh, if if the cover is not attractive, you don't really go into reading the description or let alone the reviews and all the other stuff. So uh, can we say that that's the hook, the cover, it, it all starts there. And if the cover is not attractive, then all the rest doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah, but the cover just has to be a pass-fail. It's not like, because nobody's going to consider the cover and give it a grade like is it a c is it a d is it pretty good it's either gonna work or not and that's it so it if it's good enough to catch their attention and they want to see like what's that cover about and they click on it like it, it just has to be good enough to get the click so that they read the description and if it's not that good then it's no good because if they're not if you're not getting the click and they're not reading description then it's crap you're you're losing people it's a waste of space you need something better um but it doesn't have to be fantastic and in some cases you know it might be good enough for that genre even if it's not beautiful sometimes i mean for some non fiction maybe your title is really strong and so you just have a solid color and you have the big strong title text because your title is strong enough that you don't really need a book cover and that can work sometimes, too.
0: Yeah, well, with nonfiction, many things are much simpler, right?
1: <laughs> right. Um, it's different with nonfiction. And, um, it, you know, with fiction, it's mostly just about color and scene. So you just want a lot of color contrast and, like, bla- darks and lights contrasts just so that it looks kind of interesting. And it has to be, it can't be too, te- too detailed or have too much stuff because then you, you won't be able to see what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what about there are many people who kind of use their um, resources like, you know, different Facebook groups they are part of or Goodreads groups, etc. And they post different options of their covers and let people provide feedback and choose the one they like most. And then later on, they modify the covers based on the feedback. How far one should go with this? Because, you know, you may end up kind of, you know, modifying and modifying it on-stop and ending up with with something which is kind of like a Frankenstein thing, you know, (laughs) uh, accumulative elements of of whoever said whatever, let's say. Uh, How how kind of to know what feedback to address and what not and to which extent to go?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, I recommend doing it because you want to get feedback um however when you're presenting what usually happens they say here's the three covers which one do you like maybe those three covers are all pretty bad and so whichever no matter what they pick it's not going to be a good cover it's just Mm -hmm. the best of those options um and also when you're asking your Facebook friends or you're asking some group on Facebook those are not the target readers for your genre they're not the ideal readers what they say about the cover is not what your readers are going to think about the cover so they're Their um, opinions don't really matter. Um, And also, when you ask people to give feedback on a cover, they're approaching your book cover very differently than they would if it was on Amazon and they were just clicking through titles because they're really thinking about it. And they can always find something to improve, but it doesn't mean you'll get a good cover and you can't please everybody. And something that usually bothers me is um, I'll make some covers and I'll say, you know, I really like this one. You should use this one. But then they'll say, well, I asked my Facebook friends and I asked my neighbor and I asked my mom and they all like this other one. You need to choose, you know, are you going to listen to professional designers or are you going to listen to your target readers or are you going to listen to your neighbor or your dentist? I mean, not everybody has the same, the same valuable feedback to give about your book cover design. So you can't listen to everybody, but it's a really good book marketing exercise to offer people feedback you want to get people involved in your publishing because if if you say you know what do you think of my cover and you let people give advice because people love giving advice they're going to feel invested in your book and when your book's finished you know and you share it they'll be much more likely to buy it or to review it because they feel like they had a part in you know offering their their criticism so i i think it's a good idea to get people involved like that and you should always try to get feedback but you need to think about, you know, trying to please everybody and not really taking all of their feedback. And the best way to do it is just put, you can run Google ads and you can have three covers and run a Google ad with just the the cover and no text. And whichever cover gets clicked on the most, that's the winning cover. That's the one that's going to work the best.
0: Oh, yeah. In- interesting. I never thought of that. Yeah. Very, very smart. Yeah. And it can be really cheap. I mean, you can
1: spend twenty dollars and test out a few covers and then you have the data um, but I would say I, I know a lot of people also they they get five people to give them feedback or 20 people to give them feedback or they put it on Google ads and they'll get like 25 clicks that's not enough to get a really statistical basis to make a decision for which cover is going to perform the best You need well over a hundred um, votes or feedback before you can before you can choose a cover.
0: Mm-hmm, I see. Well, um, like, you know, to, trying to wrap up this it's um, I mean especially newbie writers get overwhelmed with the huge volume of information and websites and services for self-publishing and very often there are some services which you know until you try you don't know you don't know that they are not really the best ones or the best value for your money and especially the people who kind of you know don't really have big amounts to invest into their book that's quite uh, challenging to kind of select or choose the ones uh, which might fit them so what do you think should be the criteria how should someone choose where to get the cover for their books
1: i think for most authors if this is uh, it's 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 tough because what we were talking about earlier we both published books in the beginning the first book that you publish is probably not going to be your best book and that's a really hard lesson for most authors to learn because the first book is usually their life's passion it's the most important one maybe the only one they're ever going to publish but writing is a skill that takes years to develop and if you've just written one book and finished one book there the, the chances that are that it's an amazing book it, it's just it's difficult. So I think a lot of authors, they finish their book and then they, they spend thousands of dollars on book cover design and editing and a website and marketing. And they might learn later that that's not really their best book. It's not actually very good. And you need to write five or 10 more books before you really get good at writing. So, I mean, I, I usually tell authors, you want to finish your book and you want to publish cheaply. You can get a pre-made cover or a cover on fiverr.com or some templates and just put it out there and see what people think about it. If you start getting natural reviews and people really like it, then you can spend for a more expensive cover or invest a little bit more. But I would always, I mean, I caution against, like I got an email recently, somebody wants to go to the bank and take out a loan so that they can hire me to make their book cover. And I told them that's not a very good idea you don't want to spend a lot of money on your book cover if if this is a risk, because publishing a book is not, if it's your first book, it's not a very good way to make money. If you're going to do it as a career and you're going to publish 10 books, then you'll start to see money eventually if you, if you keep at it. Um, but I'd say like in the beginning, you don't want to spend very much on your book cover. However, if you've been getting good reviews, if you've had it edited, if you know it's really good, or if you already have a platform, um, if you already have a platform and you know that you can sell it, then you can spend more money on the book cover. But I'd be, I'd, I'm, I'm nervous about first-time authors, like beginning authors, hiring me for a book cover design, because it's a lot of money to spend on a book that might not see a return. And I don't like to get paid for, for a what do they call it, a um, vanity publishing where it's mm-hmm. just kind of about mm-hmm. your ego. yeah, and, and that's what, I mean, it's fine to publish a book because it makes you feel good and you want to do it. And if it's a hobby, that's okay. But a lot of authors, they expect to earn their money back. And for some of the clients that I work with, it's going to be hard for them to sell enough copies to earn back what they've spent on book cover design. And that's frustrating for both of us. So I try to guide them towards you know using their money well, because when, you, when you're when you starting out, you might want to just test the waters first and put something simple on the book cover to see if you can get your beta readers and to get some feedback and to see what they think of the book before you spend a lot of money.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. Well, uh, I I guess we covered quite a lot. At least we covered the basics. And uh, I do agree that the first time um, writers should not um, have too high expectations in order not to get disappointed. And um, the first book is really like the biggest challenge. And at the same time, the biggest lesson you will learn along the way um so um you learn a lot
1: and it takes a long time to figure out what's going on and that's what's so hard about publishing is there's just so many different things that you need to do besides writing there's so many things to think about and to learn um so you can either i mean your choice is to learn everything and do it all yourself but it'll take years until you get good at it or to just spend a lot of money and have someone else do it for you there's not really a good balance in in between it mostly just takes a long time but um if you do it for a couple of years and you learn what you're doing, it can be a it can be a career. I mean it, it grows from being a hobby into something that can actually make a living. But it's not easy.
0: Yeah, no, it, it takes time, it takes a lot of effort, and it takes a lot of writing. But uh, at the same time, I, I always mention that it's absolutely possible. And there are many people just like us, uh, who are doing it. And uh, just like our listeners who started in the very, very beginning, and there are like uh, many writers who are extremely successful right now and are gaining full time income out of it. But those are the writers who kind of did not give up and to put lots of time and effort and writing and learning, and it just it doesn't happen to absolutely everyone, and especially the ones who just write the book and put it out there, expecting that everything will happen by itself, because it won't. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: It's usually about it's usually about having a lot of books, and that's. The other interesting thing about book cover design is if you're spending a lot of money on book covers, if you want to be successful as a writer, you need to publish maybe five or ten books. And so if you're spending a lot of money on every book cover, it's too much. But if you learn how to make your own or you learn how to use templates um, or at least you you have a template that you can tweak for a series – that you have a little more control of your book cover, that'll make it much easier for you, you to put out five or ten books. Yeah. Because you really want to, like, even if you have a long novel, you really want to break it into smaller segments so that you can serialize it, and that gives you a broader impact.
0: Yeah, and maybe the other option, I don't know what you think about that one, is to start with a pre-made cover, and if the book is doing well, then rewamp it and, and make a better one later on and kind of, you know, revive the book.
1: Yeah, it's great if you can, I mean, if you can earn enough, I would say until you sell 100,000 copies, any money that you make on your books, you should be reinvesting in your books to make them better, or to improve your website or to build your platform.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Because the money you make selling books, it's not going to be a lot of money. But it could be a lot of money if you get to that bigger level if you're, if everything is really professional, if you publish more books, if you connect with other people, um, so, I mean, just keep reinvesting anything you make until you're huge and famous.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your uh, time and for this interview. I, I really appreciate your expertise. It was really interesting. Uh, thanks a lot. Sure. And thanks,
1: thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you. Well, that was all I had for today. Hopefully you found the interview useful and you found out something new about the book covers and how to come up with your own book cover. And um, before I leave you, once again, a reminder that the Author Marketing Live virtual conference is happening right now, starting today. So you can grab your ticket at www.authormarketinglive.com and uh, pay for the ticket only $99 if you use the coupon code ANI during the checkout, which is $49 off the regular price. Well, uh, I guess... um, I don't have anything to add. I would like once again to thank everyone who have left a review for the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, because those reviews really, really help improve the podcast rankings. And I would really appreciate if whoever has few minutes Just, you know, do me a favor, go over to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a review for the Right to Be Read podcast there. Thank you in advance, keep on writing, and I'll meet you in the next episode.